0: Welcome to this week's episode of The Latest Thread. Um, In this episode, we kind of, in going through, you know, the different groups on Facebook, there are quite often posts from people who maybe are considering buying a machine, or maybe they have a machine, but maybe they're considering computerizing or just upgrading somehow. So we thought that would be a really cool um, topic to kind of discuss... How do you make that decision? You know, if you're new to quilting, there are a lot of questions to ask yourself to kind of push you in the right direction to make sure you get what you need. Um, So I thought it might be fun if we started off with kind of each of us telling you what machine we have, kind of why we have it, what made us choose what we have. Um, Okay, so who's gonna start?
1: I'll go get it over with. <laughs> it's like a test. <laughs> I'll go first. <laughs> I'll go first and I'm done. <laughs> um, I have a Classic Plus, which is a 26-inch, and then I have a 26-inch Vision 2. And I, I got the Classic Plus just by chance because the quilt shop I was working at was selling it. And I said, oh, I need one of these, you know, so... <laughs> And then when I got the, well, I, start, I first started with a vision and I said, well, I want that the same as what I have, you know, so, cause you're, you, you have your throat space, but you still have your sweet spot within that throat space. I don't care how much throat space you have, you have that sweet spot or where you do your best quilting. And I got that because I was used to it. So then I upgraded that from the vision one to the vision two. And that was just, you know, different parts and pieces and i don't know being being a custom hand guider i think now as i'm with that word aging (laughs) i think i might rather swing a 22 around than a 26 so yeah but yeah i don't know It, it gets into what you need the machine for if you're if you're doing lots of big giant pantos then you want as much space as possible
2: okay yeah that's mine. <laughs> well, I have also a classic plus and I have a vision two. Uh, the vision two is a 26. It also has an elevate on it. And uh, my classic plus is also a 26. And um, Karen talked about aging. I don't know what she's talking about. No, but I'm aging obviously also. And so I recently, very recently upgraded my Classic Plus to a Stapler. Um, I never thought I would get a computer-guided machine at all. But, you know, the facts are, as we get older, you know, there come possibly some physical challenges and um you know that's one of the reasons why i upgraded to a statler um because moving the machine around you know depending on what type of quilting you're doing you know can be to be getting challenging even though i like the weight of the 26 as a hand guider you know you have to get something you know, that you can achieve the results that you're looking for. And for me, it's a heavier machine. In other words, I have better control. So those are the two machines I have and I'm quite happy. I forgot to say that there's an elevator on my Classic Plus.
1: (laughs) Which is like, we've talked about that in the other episode. That's my employee. Like, I go do my stuff while it's stitching. Mm
3: So I started on an 18, a little premier and uh, all 100% hand-guided and I had that machine for several years um, and the reason that we chose the 18 at first was because we wanted a Gammel but I, it was there was a budget so we went with a smaller machine. So it was on a 10-foot frame, 18 on a 10-foot frame and you know when when you when you that's what you have to use that you figure out ways to use that throat space to its capacity and you like jody you you you've started you had a smaller machine well i shouldn't say anything because you haven't talked about your machine yet um but um yeah you find creative <laughs> you find creative ways to use the smaller space and then when it came to the point where um we were busy enough to justify upgrading and computerized, we switched to uh, 26 inch and then added another 26 inch because again, we were even growing and even more busy. Um, and, and I like the 26 because it's big enough to do maybe a couple of passes of a row for edge to edge. So business wise, it covers more ground, um, but it's also not too big to maneuver and ha- I mean if I was going to just strictly hand guide yeah the 22 might be really nice but there are times when I'm just so happy to have that extra throat space if you're doing a long line or something you don't have to advance and roll back and forth quite as much so I find the 26 is a nice little sweet spot between maximizing the use for computerized work but also um, not too big for for me to move around so and both of our machines are Twelve foot tables now, mm-hmm. and one has a elevate uh, with Vision Two, and the other one has the Statler on it. So,
0: yeah. So I started out um, <clears throat> with a twenty six inch machine. My mother in law and I bought it together. Um, we used I used that for about a year, and then I decided to buy my own. And my decision was per- was based solely on what I could afford. (laughs) So I bought a used 18 and I do remember everyone being like, you're crazy. You're downsizing. You're going to despise it. You know, it's so small. And I have to say I was never happier because I can remember on that 26, you know, you'd look at cross that pass that you had to do. And I would be like, Oh my gosh, I still have all of that to do. So I'm very impatient I need instant gratification and I found for me the 18 was perfect because like Karen mentioned what I had in the 18 was all sweet spot mm-hmm. that 26 for me because I did like I always have like to do little detail stuff when you get back in the back I didn't have the control and also I got to roll more so I felt accomplished <laughs> Ooh, I finished a whole nother pill. <laughs> even though it was small, I felt like I was getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I have the 20, I still have the 18. And had I, if I had room, I would still have that set up. I, you know, like Sharon mentioned that you do, you know, not everyone has space for a giant machine. So you get used to what you have and you make do. So another thing that I, and I wasn't even going to mention this, but to me, that 18 was like a huge blessing to me because it, it does make you get creative because you have to figure out how to do these things you want to do that you really can't reach. So it, 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 it really pushed me actually as a quilter to get creative. And so I'm really thankful for that, I guess. Um, and now I have the 22, which is, you know, between the two, I guess. And funny because I'm, I use that 18 for so long when I roll on the 22, I don't even roll the whole pass up because I (laughs) roll up what I'm used to. It's so strange. And I always am like, why didn't you roll it farther? But you know, that's, and I have the elevate on there too. And like Karen, kind of the same thing. So for me, the elevate can do thing, do the all over or whatever while I do something else. So that's. You know, and table wise, I started off on a 14 foot. Is that what the big ones were? Mm -hmm. We had the 14 foot and I, that we just used that end for storage. It was just covered with stuff. Um, And then my 18 is on a 12 foot table. Same thing really for me and space wise, my rooms aren't big. So now I have a 10 foot and it is awesome because it's small. And then if someone calls and they have a quilt that's like 120 by 120, I'm like, oh, sorry, doesn't fit on my table because I hate those big quilts. I like a nice medium-sized quilt. So that's kind of my story.
1: Everybody talks about, oh, you're not going to fit that machine in that room. And I have two 12-foot tables in a 14 by 16-foot room. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's single file. You walk around, you know, down the one, squeeze around the end, walk between, wind your bobbin, squeeze back between, walk around,
2: go back behind it. Yeah, but you, you can fit them in a room. Oh, yeah and you can make do i mean be, uh, before i had the two machines for the longest time my my uh, classic is on a 14 and division is on a 12 but when i only had the classic that's machine in that 14 foot table set in the living room for the longest time it was a large living room but still you know um, yeah, we didn't put up a tree. Who needs a tree when you've got a long arm? <laughs> but now they're both in the basement. You know, I'm lucky enough to have the space. Do I wish to quilt in the basement? Not always, no. Oh, if you just moved to Florida, you would love to have a oh, basement. okay. Because <laughs> I, I miss my right basement. Oh, <laughs> that air conditioning is getting to me down here. I'm right next to the furnace. But uh, yeah, I mean, you make do, and if you're really, you know, excited about quilting, you know, but I quilt for other people, and so, you know, I don't want to have to turn away a quilt, you know, if it's too big. I know Jody is rolling her eyes. <laughs> well,
0: to each their own. I mean, I prefer not to do those giant ones, so to me, uh, it's perfect. Yeah, one bobbin per pass, right? Yeah, yeah that's but, why I chose the 10.
2: <laughs> but even, I bought my classic, um, I had a previous owner when, um, when I bought it. And, you know, I, I upgraded from a different brand machine, which was a mid-arm machine, on a 10-foot table. And I started quilting for other people. And I knew I was limiting myself by just having a 10-foot frame. You know, and, uh, you know, if it's about business and making money, you know, depending on what area you're in, if there's a lot of other long-arm quilters, I didn't think I wanted to limit myself. So I was happy to get the 14-foot frame. So, you know, it all depends on one situation. Yeah. Well, and I know my 12 foot table,
0: that was even in a bed. I had that in a bedroom and it didn't even fit in the room. So we had to take the closet doors off Mm -hmm. and the one end was in the closet all the way to the wall. So the, and the other end that was out in the room, the space between the wall and the machine luckily was as wide as my body. So like I would have to (laughs) squeeze through there but you know and if you had a hoodie on you know that you get caught on the thing you can't get through but I did I have one friend who got a 14 foot because she wanted that put it in the room diagonally and she had to climb underneath to get to the back so you know I think if you want it you know we're pretty you know we'll do what we have to do to get it right yeah, I don't know about
1: curling under it every time no. I go to the back. Yeah, I'm lazy. They keep you in shape. <laughs> yeah. No, the 18 inches between me and the wall, when I'm quilting, it's like, this is as
0: fat as I can
1: get. This is it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can get one of those little mechanics things that you scoot under, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I would probably do it if I had to, I guess. Yes. It's different
1: if you have to. You adjust. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's It'd just be better wise, than crawling like, over.
3: Getting your body down onto the dolly and scooching yourself across the floor. But getting <laughs> down
0: is easy, Sharon. It's the getting back getting up. Back up. <laughs> That's it. Hey, that could be a TV show, like falling you know, challenges for quilters, long armors. <laughs> 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 okay, so I think this is probably a good time to take a break. And um, when we come back, we'll talk about actually the... The basic things that you might really want to consider before you make a decision on which machine you want to purchase. welcome back Um, so now let's get into the actual things that are important to think about i guess when you're going to make a decision so some of the things i mean off the top of my head i can think of would be the available space i mean if you have an eight foot by eight foot room you know (laughs) you're you're going to be pretty limited um so you know physically space-wise what what can you fit in there Another important thing I think is what do you plan to do with it? You know, if you're planning to do edge to edge, you might consider a computerized machine. You know, I think everyone has different, um, not that you can't do freehand with a computerized machine. So, you know, there's just a lot to think about. And then the throat space, because that also kind of, I think, has to do with what what you're going to do with the machine, what your plans are. So... Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's like, I said it earlier, I have the 26. And I don't know, optimally, I'd want a 26 and a 22, or maybe even the 18 on the same table. That's what I would want.
3: That <laughs> and would 20, be great.
1: It would, the, like the 26 would do all the big pass stuff, you know, or when you need the arc to go 18 inches, you know, through a big giant block. But then I would swing over the other one and do all that tiny detail work. So I mean, and you need the 14 foot table. No, the 14-foot table would stick out past the room. Nope. Yeah, but if you have
2: three machines,
1: <laughs> you need Just to two. put them somewhere. Oh, two machines, I, you know, a 22 or an 18. Probably the 22 because I could get the sweet spot a little further. Because that's the only thing. If you have two different size heads on one table, like if you have a 26, here's your space. But the 18 can only reach to here. I mean, that's as far as it can go. So, yeah, I'd probably do 26 and a 22. And my dream machine right there on one table. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I need four times as much (laughs) (laughs) for him.
2: Erin made some good points because, you know, when we shop around for machines, you know, you think, you know, I mean, obviously price point is important, but just from when you see them you know, and and the distance of the throat space, what you can reach, it's very deceiving if you're just starting out because you think, oh, you know, you have all this space, to, you know, the possibilities are endless. And, you know, if you're doing an edge to edge primarily, then that's a great thing. But at that point, you don't maybe know yet what what your preferred style of quilting is you know if you're a micro quilter in other words do a lot of small quilting then you literally as Karen mentioned earlier the sweet spot you know because you you have to see precisely where you're quilting and so you have to move the fabric right in front of you you know your arms are only so long so you're never going to utilize um the space of a 30 some inch throat space if you're you know a micro quilter so you know and then you are stuck with a really super heavy machine and you may not be able to enjoy it in the way you wanted to and that's really hard when you're first shopping when you're not really into knowing yet what you want to do with it but um you know it's just like when you buy a sewing machine you think you have to have everything on it and then you never use it and you spend a gazillion dollars so You know it's really hard so once you know that you're that style of quilter then it's a lot easier to choose a machine but i love the 26 due to the fact that i have better control than an 18. i've tried an 18 and yeah they're nice and light but you know i don't get the same results because i feel like it's flying away
3: from me
1: you
2: have to create more drag If you're used to a 26
1: and you go down to an 18 or a 22, you have to, you have to make up the drag difference until you adjust. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, for me, it it was a big difference. I feel like even going from an 18 to a 22, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because I mean that 18 to me, because I used it and it's probably because I used it for so long, like I, I didn't have a stitch regulator or anything. So I didn't really do a whole lot of ruler stuff, but I didn't need to. Because it's so light and it goes just where you put it that I, I could do all of that stuff without a ruler. So mm-hmm. that I do miss, but I was used to it. You know, if you're used to, to swinging like, you know, whatever, 26, 30 inch, yeah, you hop on an 18, you're going to be like all oh, out of control for yeah. a bit until,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, you get used to it. But I know, you know, my mother-in-law has a 26 and I, if I grab that thing. The difference when I was using my 18 and I started with that machine was like, oh my gosh, you know, like I'd swing it and it'd be like, whoa, I got to pull the backtrack. (laughs) Yeah. It's just the bonus. I think if you're brand new and you never had a machine is that you're going to get used to whatever you get. Yeah. You know, I think it's when you have one size and you're going to go to another or you had a different machine and you're going to switch, to you know a new brand then it's different because you have you probably know exactly what you're looking for i guess Mm -hmm. there's probably a reason why you're switching you know yeah but you know when you're ready to make that
3: change too i mean there's it's just like ava said when you are buying a sewing machine i feel like and people say, "Well, what machine? Kind of machine should I get?" And I always say, "You got you get the best you can afford at the time. Mm-hmm. You may not be able to afford something bigger and 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 better, but for that time in your quilting journey, that might be just what's right for you, and that's okay. You get the best you can afford, and when you're ready to upgrade, you'll know, and then you can explore all the other other options. And that's, I think, some valuable lessons to learn." Mm-hmm. Uh you know utilizing the quilt space
0: that you have yeah I, agree. yeah I would agree i mean whenever so i used that 18 for you know like 15 years but what happened for me that made me want to have a, a different machine was that i had no regulator which is fine because i didn't need it at that point you know but i wanted to do a bunch of ruler stuff so that made my difference. Not that you can't do it unregulated, but it's not the most practical thing to do. So that really was my reason. I wanted a regulator, not because I wanted to regulate my stitches, but I wanted to use a ruler more practical, in a more practical way. You know, mm-hmm. that was kind I don't of... I not think
3: about it as much.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not have to hit the stop button like 6,000 times. (laughs) You don't know if you're starting or stopping at that point. (laughs) Yeah, you don't. I'm like, oh my gosh, no. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And another thing to consider, too, is what type of quilts, you know, there's a lot of women I've talked to, they just enjoy doing charity quilts, you know, which are generally lap size quilts. So if that's what you know you're going to want to do mostly, you know. Not that you couldn't change down the road in what you wanna do, but you know, then you don't need a fourteen foot because you're only gonna use it for storage, like someone said earlier. So, you know, and and that obviously will make a difference. You know, with what size throat space? You're going to need to be okay with a smaller throat space. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's going to be easier on your budget at the same time. You know, so, you know, for most of us, price point is important. So be sure you know how you plan on using it. And you may be okay with something less. So. Well, that's like. With the 26,
1: I was talking to somebody, and they're like, oh, you should always go for the biggest machine, like a 30-inch. And I don't know, in these, however long I've been quilting, 16, 17 years, I've only a couple times on the 26 at the bottom, I can't get that whole 18-inch block in there. Only on the very last row. So you'd have to quilt half of it and then roll it and then quilt the other half. So I don't know if, like me, like that, getting a 30-inch machine would have made a difference in my life up to now, but now that I have the Elevate, yeah, now I can see, well, 30 inches, I can fit, you know, a yeah. whole lot more passes in, so I guess that's when it, when it falls down to the throat space and and the computerized or hand-guided, depending on what you're going to do
2: you know but before i decided to upgrade my classic 26 inch to a stackler i was exactly thinking about that and to you know for me the money part was and you know something to consider a retrofit versus a brand new machine you know if i was buying a brand new machine i was contemplating to get the Optimum. However, you know, I want to use the Stadler still as a hand-guided machine also. And I felt by adding that probably extra weight on the even bigger machine, I wasn't quite sure that I would be able to still use it as hand-guided. And so therefore, I stuck with what I knew, which was the 26, Mm -hmm. you know, and got the retrofit. You know, because the alternative between, you know, getting the bigger throat space um, for edge to edge, which I don't get as many from my customers than I do custom, you know, outweigh the risk I would have had to take. So it's a lot of thinking you have to put into before you make an investment of that sort. Yeah
0: oh sure i mean and then yeah i mean any even there's the huge decision of do you just get a freehand machine or are you going to get a computerized machine so i don't i mean gosh i don't that's a really individual thing because you have to know what your plans are i I mean mean, they change
1: like i always said i'm i am a hand guider i don't ever use computerized
2: but I don't know. I never thought I'd get one, but you know that H thing. And I know we're, I'm just joking about it, but there's unfortunately something to it. Well,
1: and it's me <laughs> like an, how it's, I know. It's easier. Like before, I would hand guide it and then throw a little. That'll, I'm not going to say train. <laughs> throw a cow in. You know, just something like that. You would you would hand guide it, throw your little element in, and and hand guide away. But now uh, with with the elevate. I can make the whole quilt cows. And it's not me repeating that design 300 times.
2: So But to me, the best part is because I was and still am a hand guider. Um, I think those of us who started out that way and love it that way, we're going to use a computerized machine, whether it's Elevate or Stadler, totally different than someone that, computerized right from the get-go and has never hand-guided because we still gonna um, use hand-guided as much as possible because we know it's gonna be faster you know certain sections but we literally you know have the fortune of being able to utilize both you know and to me that was quite you know intriguing so
0: Well, yeah, look how many, I found it interesting on the tour, how many people, you know, would um, take the hand guided track track, and they'd say, oh, I've had my machine for like, whatever, 10 years, but they had, but they had a Statler and they had never hand guided. And so Mm -hmm. they're just now getting into hand guided. So yeah, you definitely can change what, uh, you know, you decide you want to do. -hmm. You know what I mean? As you're as you progress, I guess.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, I feel like I like the computer, but you know, my mother-in-law had the hand guided. That was all she did. She got the statler. And now very seldom does she hand guide.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Um I personally, sad to say, would not want to do it if I had and I know health and all that you know, hopefully it holds out a while, but if I had to truly just go to the computer, I don't think I would do it because for me, I enjoy, I so enjoy the actual act of Mm -hmm. quilting and the ruler and the physical, I enjoy that part of it is my, you know,
2: But again, you don't have to give up
0: one entirely. No, but I'm saying that in some situations, like my mother-in-law, she truly did. I mean, she has vision issues and she has a lot of issues that she can't stand. She can't see great, So the computer is now the quilter for her, you know, and that's great. But I just couldn't see myself taking that route. Like I would be super sad, but I... I don't know. It is. It's
1: a, I don't know, a sense of gratification, I guess. Like if, if the design stitches out by the machine, you're like, Oh, nice. But if it's you putting down that ruler and getting those, those shapes into whatever it is you're making, and then you step back and you're like, huh, I I did did that.
0: (laughs) Yep. Right there. (laughs) I did that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I
3: find, I found that when I transitioned from, hand guiding, well, I just shouldn't say a transition, but I just added the com- a computerized machine in the house. Um, I was so excited to have the possibility of the computerized element that I felt like I would be sitting there forever scrolling through the available patterns to see what to put in a space instead of tapping back into my own creativity. And I think that you have to be careful that as a hand guided quilter, that it doesn't become a crutch for you to you know if you, you if you don't use it, you lose it. Kind of concept. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, oh if I was if I didn't have this computer, I'd have already figured out something to put in this space, and I'd have quilted it already, whereas mm-hmm. because you've got that computer there, you're constantly looking through all of those patterns to try to figure out what what to do. Um, and the other thing is is that I knowing now that I have two computer computerized machines, I don't think I would change that I started with just hand-guided because I think that you develop this relationship with your machine and you kind of get in tune with it a little bit more. I can almost feel when my bobbin's gonna run out. Mm-hmm. Or you hear things or you sense, oh, there's a little uh, lump of thread or something in the track that my wheel is going over. That, <laughs> not to say that you can't develop that <laughs> princess and the pea kind of, Thing with a computerized machine but when your hands are on that machine the whole time I think you really do develop a closer relationship you get more in tune with it. and I wouldn't trade that
1: yeah totally have to laugh at what you're saying because I'm actually hand guiding on my plus this week which is so different than on my breeze track so <laughs> I mean it's still smooth but it's not the breeze track so I'm stitching and I don't know, the machine acted weird. But this machine is a little psycho. But anyway, the machine acted weird, and I actually stopped and said, "Do you want me to take this off and go to the Vision Two? Because I will." <laughs>
3: See, you developed a relationship with your machine, and your are and you, you listen
1: because it behaved after that. So
0: <laughs> you just it's have scary. a different type of relationship
3: that's like a mother-daughter kind of thing almost yeah
1: yeah (laughs) Uh,
0: anyone else have anything oh we didn't talk about hydraulics at all oh do you have them
3: i have hydraulics on our statler but not on our vision and um and i think that i think the reason we did that was because we felt that um Jason was gonna be quilting on the elevate more. And so we knew what height he was. And so we didn't need the hydraulics. We just put it at the height that he needs it. And um, then I would be using the statler, which with hydraulics, um, it's nice. Even with doing ruler work, I would change the height of the table just by an inch. It made a difference at the end of the day on how my back and my shoulders felt. But now we've kind of switched um because i really love the hand guided features on the vision too so i want to do my hand guided stuff on that. but we bounce back and forth a little bit but having the hydraulics is so nice to be able to um move the machine around like we have a a wall behind the machine where we'll hang quilts and i can just lower the machine on the hydraulics and roll it out of the way and do what i need to do and then roll the machine back so um not that that's the only reason we use the hydraulics but I if want to add on, it, to the vision you can afford it. Yeah. to the
1: vision too, because when you're doing that tiny, tiny little detail stuff, sometimes you just want to sit down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so if I could lower the machine down and sit and do all that tiny little stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Or if you stand and you jack the height all the way up, that's where mine's at all the way up. Yeah, Right. Yeah. So for for people, especially if you've got more than one user, the hydraulics are really, really handy. And, and again, it goes back to the same thing that I said before is if if you're on a certain budget, you buy the best that you can within that, within that budget. Thankfully, the hydraulics are something that you can put on after the fact too. So, Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and that. oh, sorry, (laughs) you're good. (laughs) And then one other thing, too, before we go to keep in mind is that, you know, with all these Facebook groups, you know, if maybe you're considering something, you have a question, I always ask because, you know, over there, everyone is always more than happy to give their opinion. And then you get opinions from so many people that Mm -hmm. use their machines for whatever reason, maybe differently than you, and you might hear a totally different point of view, so...
3: Yeah, and you know what? That diversity of feedback that you're going to get from all those people, you still have to remember to to do what's right for you in the end, yeah. to make your decision on what's best for you in your scenario, not just because that's what somebody else did. You sure. can take take all of that with a grain of salt and decide what what's
0: best for you. Yeah, and of course, if you're if you're thinking of you of buying something, definitely go try one. Yeah. I mean, you know, someone can tell you, five people could say, oh, well, this one moves the best for me, but they're not you, mm-hmm. so I would definitely play with them, and mm-hmm. I, what I've noticed in probably the last three or four years, just from teaching at shows, and you guys have probably seen it too in classrooms, so it used to be that you would go to a show and try all the machines, right, but everyone's there and they're like watching you and then you don't even remember what you wanted to try because you know so i've noticed that people are actually signing up and taking classes because then they go in that classroom and they actually use the machine you run that machine for like 3 hours, hours yeah right mm-hmm.
2: very smart. So,
0: you know i know when we before we bought our very first machine because there there weren't like there weren't even dealers then or anything so you didn't really call anyone We just searched out a lady online that had one and we called her and we're like, can we come over and see it? And she's Mm -hmm. like, you know, people want to show you their machine. And we went over there and played with it. So that was, you know, that's always another option too. If maybe you know someone in your area that has one that would be willing to, you know, let you check Mm -hmm. it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I hope we were able to help. Um, I know we're kind of, even just the four of us, we're all over the place and why and we have what we have and, and why we have it. Um, so I hope it, we could help in some way anyway, um, especially if you are at the moment trying to make a decision on a machine. Um, we look forward to seeing you again on the next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.